T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Live from Las Vegas, sports talk, hot takes, and all of the bangers. Lindsey Brown. And Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers. You ever have those times where you're just like waiting around all day for like the final minute before our show starts and then BAM! It hits you right in the face. You're like, I'm not prepared for this. (laughs) It may be one of them days, but it's a Friday though. It is a Friday and it's a special Friday at that. Happy day of birth to you, my friend. Lindsay, I have something prepared. You do? A piece of audio. You do. Let's savor this moment. Okay. Speaking of moments. A moment like this. Oh! Or once every 365 days. Dom, you get with the program, sir. Do you know what that song is? I've heard it, but I can't say I the name. I hope. It's your birthday, too. This moment, we're sharing this moment. Yeah. Because this week's about a lot us. of maturity in here. A lot of maturity. You uh, officially beat teenage pregnancy, as far as you know. Correct? Yep. Was that confirmed? Yes, you, Okay. Excellent. Glad to hear that. And you are a few years removed from your teenage dumb, but one before the big 3-0. Yes. Um, year 29 for your boy. It's a good who, It's who, a good year. Who's a famous 29 in sports? Chase Utley? Was he 29? I mean, Mark, probably... Mark Andre Fleury. Oh, oh, the hockey pucks. And then the kids are calling with Dom because he turned 20. He said the kids are saying it's his pregame year. His yeah. pregame year. <laughs> I, we were talking uh, before the show, and I said this is really the last year where, uh, you ha- where drinking's like fun. And then once you're turned 21, it's just kind of like, it's not the same. It's not the same. Re- I didn't really do uh, much illegal activities. Me neither. Back in my, yeah, there no. you go. Way to sell it. Just scouting. Leave Just yeah, scouting. That's it. He's scouting that's those it. Benjamins, though. That's what he's doing. Yeah. That, that, we've cha- that's literally <laughs> what he texted me the other day. Because the, the, I joked about his birthday. I joked about. I made the same joke just a minute ago. And he's like, yeah, not scouting the chicks anymore, but those Benjis. Uh, by the way, famous 29 in sports. How about this name? Rod Carew doing Rod anything for Carew. you? Rod Carew. Yes. I that's mean, a Twinkie. That is a, that's one of the biggest Twinkies. Catfish not Hunter. Not though. Catfish Hunter? What a name. Catfish. That's intimidating. Do you think they would sue for uh, some uh, royalties? I, I hope not. Adrian Beltre, John Smoltz, John okay. Smoltz, Earl I Thomas, that name in forever. Earl Eric, Thomas, Eric Dickerson. All right, I'm I'm, I'm okay. among good company. Yeah, the seven eight. That's a, like a nice little number in succession. That's kind of nice. It is. You're kind of nice. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I'm happy it's Friday with the longest short week of all time. 
Honestly, just it, it was kind of chaos this week here. Yes. But we pulled through. Uh, a lot of good things happened. Dom, I'm glad you're here. Thank we you. have fashion we need to get into. So Not yet, though. Drip Doctor's second hour. We got to give that time and space to breathe. We got to the let them stretch. it deserves. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Get loose. Yeah, and we got plenty to talk about with the NHL draft that went down last night. Mostly about the trades that went down and, and, and some this morning as well. Um, just a lot of movement and, and still a lot to still be desi- decided because free agency is going to open up on Wednesday. Talk some summer vibes, what our youth summer experiences were. I'll go through the laundry list of the camps that I was sent to because I had a lot of energy and had to go somewhere. And I was fortunate enough to go to a bunch of different camps and experiences. Chamber of Chaos, as we always do on the Fridays. And then, you know, when we miss things after a long week at the Sonic Salt Mines, what we got to do, Adrian? We got to look back at it, look baby. back at it. Well, because sometimes the week is... Packed. Thick. Thick with two Cs. <laughs> are, are Why'd we... you whisper that? <laughs> I didn't want everyone... It's like the opposite of what you would expect. <laughs> I didn't want That's everybody to mix. hear us. Oh, come on. Do we have to switch it? I feel like, is it is it thick or is it girthy? No, and no stop trying to make girthy happen. Stop trying to make girthy happen. It's chaos. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's girthy. Oh, it's chaos, brilliant. You got that button all done, and uh, good. We're we're gonna have access to our music and everything today, which is grand. And hopefully, we're able to get through our final show of the week without a hitch. And the way we start our shows is with our can opener. So let's get after it. It's time for the can opener. So. I'm not the biggest like college football person, mostly because there's just so much turnover. It's not regionally like growing up where I did in Minnesota. We were never relevant, so we just didn't take it that seriously. Gopher Nation ain't out here like that. No, well, it was you know many a year before PJ Fleck showed up. We had the Tim Brewster era. We had the Jerry Kill era. We had the Glenn Mason era. Glenn Mason. Glenn Mason. That was the last time we found some success until. Uh, PJ Fleck showed up. I mean, we had that one year Jerry Kill where we got to play in uh, in a New Year's Day Bowl. This is did uh, not go well. This is weird. The dichotomy of like I'm being the spoiled Ohio State fan, right? So I'm like, you just don't I have went, automatic I, I, success. I was a student athlete at said establishment. Damn the block right. O. You you are. You oh, my recruiting in the Big visit. Ten. I was at a camp. Yes. Looking at watch him up, going up and down. God. You've dipped Jim your Trestle toes. era. You've dipped your toes in the Bigger Ten now. Oh, I did the Mirror Lake jump. I swam that. I almost broke my foot on a cinder block. They don't Legendary. allow kids to do that anymore. So the the Thursday night before they play Michigan, everybody jumps into this lake on campus called Mirror Lake. And cold as hell. Like it was like 30 degrees-ish, maybe a little bit above freezing. So like 33, 34. And Being excited. people are like on floaties and stuff. I literally was like, I'm just going to lap it. <laughs> Channeling my inner Katie Ledecky, just getting after it. And I didn't realize, probably don't put your feet on the bottom because there was some stuff there. But then a couple of years ago, a kid died, so now they don't do it anymore. Yeah, and um, this lake in Ohio actually had water, unlike Lake Mead. Yeah. Anyway, Correct, which we- is like losing <laughs> six feet a day or something like that. Dead is nobody man. paying attention to this? Nobody. Nobody nobody, cares. nobody. Just like college football, nobody cares except everybody cares. And honestly, college football is eating college athletics alive right now because – we know of how big of a money driver it is for, for most universities and in our economy now, too, with these TV deals. But now that we have, you know, Texas and whoever else jumped to the SEC last year because the pandemic created some a really unique opportunity for them to essentially create super conferences. Oklahoma as well. Correct. Who needs that program? And then you have USC and UCLA announcing last week that they're jumping to the Big Ten. 
So now we got games that are going to be at Rutgers all the way to USC. It's closer to get to Iceland from New York. If- yeah, it's like the I think the closest is would be UCLA and Nebraska, I believe, which is still fifteen hundred miles in two time zones. Yeah, I don't know if the if the diehard USC fans are going to want to travel to the away games as uh, feverishly as previous as well, considering like, oh, we're going to Iowa. <laughs> Illinois is not going to do it. For no, him. Illinois is Lovey Smith still there? I don't think he is. I don't believe so. No, he's um, not. But. Here's the deal. Like, we've kind of seen this happen at a smaller level, actually, in, in the college hockey sphere. And it's kind of a, a little bit of a, a warning shot in a way. Because when, in 2013, the Big Ten schools decided to leave the WCHA. That included the University of Minnesota, the University of Wisconsin, University of Michigan, Michigan State. Penn State was just becoming a thing. They were just becoming a program. And you can kind of understand because they did it for the same reason. The money. Everything is every reason now and all facets of our society is the money. And it derailed not just the University of Minnesota program, which is one of the best programs in the country. Like the hottest ticket in the Twin Cities when I was growing up in the early 2000s was at Mariucci Arena. Like that's where my hockey obsession was. I was watching Blake Wheeler. I was watching Phil Kessel. I was watching Adam Hauser win the Hobie Baker as a net minor. Like I was at one of those national championship games when they beat Maine. It was like the best ever. They were down 4-3 with like a minute left. And they scored, and then they won in overtime. It was amazing. And they ruined all of it because in that conference in the WCHA that they discarded eventually because once those schools left, everybody else had to basically redraw their battle lines. All of the in interstate rivalries, like the University of, of Minnesota Mankato, University of Minnesota Duluth, you had um, the North Dakota, like all of these years and decades of rivalries and some of the best hockey at the amateur level just swept away and then you're just at the mercy of the non-conference schedule and it just everything dissipated now the WCHA is a is only for women's hockey the men's it's completely gone they've had to redo everything and it took a long time for college hockey to recover it took a long time for each one of these individual programs that had that burgeoning um, fan base that was reliant on these interstate rivalries a while to get back together and so now I'm just like and I all aside like that's almost like a concession now at this point because the call co- the spirit of college athletics is basically gone now, right? Because we're all going for the football dollar. Like, what is the volleyball team oh. for for US, USC and UCLA supposed to do? They have to find new conferences. Like everything's messed up now, and now it's like you're going to put all of these kids who are student athletes have to go to classes and do homework and do stuff. We'll put you on a plane for five hours every other week, if not more frequent. And some of these conferences, like the Big Ten, doesn't have like the. I know that the, the Athletic did a couple articles that some of the sports that some schools have mm-hmm. aren't within the Big Ten. So now, what are they going to do? Exactly. But my question to you is: Since when have any of the outside of the basketball, the the top money getters in the in these athletic programs, been the driving force for decisions? It's never been like that. What do you mean? In terms of like, a, a, what are we going to do? What's we're going to do? What's best? In terms of making the most money and profiting off of the football program right. or the main money getter. Yeah. So I just I don't think there's ever been a history of some of these schools going, well, how is this going to affect the student athlete being like, I, I always thought that was like a mirage. Mm-hmm. And now that there is NIL, it, NIL opened the door where now everything is out in the open. Correct. Because all this business is happening was going under on. the table, anyways. And when you have all these, like next year or in two years, the SEC and ESPN. That finally goes in into effect. 
I know that the Big Ten's uh, contract, which was already massive with Fox, is going to be open to whoever, whether it's Apple, Fox, ESPN, whoever wants to get to it. And these these conferences are trying to align to prepare themselves. And I guess, am I naive for thinking it's smart for them trying to come up with their own Avengers within their conferences to try to maximize the money to see if that can trickle down to these other sports? I don't know. It's just like... I'm wondering if it becomes a point where these other sports just start dropping off. I mean, they, so many programs have been eliminated in recent years. Anyways, I mean, Dominic, you're at UNLV. You're you're in college and stuff like that. I, how much faith is there in the next ten years that there's going to be a sustainable business model for these other sports besides football and basketball? Because I just I can't imagine as a, a former student athlete myself, all of a sudden doubling my travel and and changing the way that I am prioritizing my life too because one of the great things that the NCAA was always, 99% of our student athletes go professional in something other than sports right so you're going to completely just vacate not vacate but just you you put your education on that back burner you make it so hard on these student athletes and how many stories have we heard about people taking their own lives just due to stress, due to whatever. It's a crisis. So it's an absolute crisis. And this is where it's the capitalism machine, right? We have to go to the biggest dollar. And UCLA saying, well, we were going to have to cut all sports if we didn't make this deal. Really? A college in, UC- in LA? Really? And it's just, I feel like you keep pushing your chips into a certain table and eventually the other tables, the people stop showing up to sit down because it's too much. But is college football not too big to fail at this point? It's the second most popular sport in the country. Well, I know. It can't fail because it's an economic driver. Yeah. It is in, in our overall society, sports in general. But it, it's it's one of the big players in that because these TV deals are massive. But then it just creates that that bottlenecking of the have and the have-nots. Like The reason why college sports really w- was successful previously is that you had it regionally based, and sure, you had a couple of powers that would always, you know, compete for for the Rose Bowl or compete for for the the Orange Bowl and whatever, and, and do all of that. But it was also supported by supplemental teams, and I don't say that like to put them in a lesser position. But not everybody can be Ohio State, Michigan, yeah. or not everybody like, or if you want to go Pac-12, like before Oregon really like took a big step, like like you said, trickle down. But it was trickled down from like as the overall conference rather than just the sports within the actual schools. But in, in just like, and this is we we've got a perfect set of of people in here. Me as a fan, mm-hmm. you as a former student athlete, mm-hmm. Dominic, you as someone who's super involved. When I hear the NCAA and I see those commercials play, and ninety nine percent of our mm-hmm. athletes go professional, it's like, well, obviously because. A, the 1% of athletes get to go pro. What kind of if education they're, you get? If they're, if they're in a sport that they're able to go pro in and make money mm-hmm. and be comfortable. And now that all of this is out in the open, how I thought programs, whether we could talk about high schools too, how they how they can treat and, and into the world show how they care about all these other programs that in some cases to me it feels like they have them because they have to not because they want them. Mm-hmm. And so now that all of this money, it's like, no, we're trying to make the most and we're focusing our intention on our, our, our biggest moneymaker. And it's sad to say, and it's unfortunate. And, and I don't mean to like, I don't, I don't mean to sound like I, I don't 
that I don't care anything. I just like, this is the reality. And the I best case I worry about the 99%. The that's what I'm worried about. Yeah, the, in, in terms of like the student athlete yeah. body. Well, of course, because this is, it, you're putting in all this effort and now this, this just got, it, you're going from, maybe we have to go to, Fren, like we're at UCLA or USC, we got to go to Fresno State or go to Utah, something like that. Right. Now we're talking about, we got to go to Indiana. You just brought it up. We're talking at least a five-hour flight if you're lucky, and that changes the dynamics. But to me, I see it as the commissioners and these people that are making these decisions is, well, that that that's a tough draw. You got to do that, but look at how much billions of dollars we're going to make, especially now when you see the Big Ten expand, where it's going from coast to coast, from New Jersey on the East Coast mm-hmm. all the way to USC on the other side and the market share that they're getting because this is really what this is about. This is why these smaller schools, the Miamis, the Clemsons, mm-hmm. the Notre Dames, the Virginia Techs, they're seeing it as as this is the amount of of rate, this is their average ratings and things like that that they can get. And this is all mathematics. They don't care about any of the others. I truly believe no, that. They don't 100%, care about anything about and that, that hasn't changed. But what can change is the feeder system into this business. Like who's to say instead of having investing in my kid to be a college athlete because they're not six, seven and potentially going to be able to be like 270 pounds and push somebody off the line. But you sign up for a robotics team. How about you go that way? That's what I'm worried about because there's already this erosion of educational institutions across the board, be that in what we're teaching, what we're allowed to teach and everything else. But ultimately why are people going into sports? Especially those sports because they think they have it, that they have a chance to go to that atmosphere where you're making millions and millions of dollars. I worked in that industry for 10 years. And for women, it's different. But you're selling a dream. You're selling hope. And I'm not here to say that playing in college sports did not impact my life incredibly positively. But there gets to be a point where it's too much. And, And at the levels that I play, I just played one year at Ohio State. We were the only team that was on a plane each and every away game. Now everybody's going to be like that. And when you think about the lower levels as well, we're talking about just trickle down of the of the big programs. What about the D2s? What about the D3s? This business model cannot be applied to them. But this is the only thing that is being fed by us, by the consumer. And that's what worries me. And so the, the, the continuation of the erosion of these opportunities for people to play, for people to educate themselves. And I think... Unless it self-corrects because this is an unsustainable model, the pipeline will self-correct. And then where are we going to be? And I, another thing that I, I do worry about, it's funny that this has been brought up throughout the week. I keep bringing up how fans have passion mm-hmm. and we don't really have compassion. Right. It's been interesting to me with a couple of things. Number one, how this is going to affect rivalries mm-hmm. because it's very important. Uh, number two, with more and more athletes getting these NIL deals, I feel like that changes the way fans view some of these players Absolutely and does. how the attitude is. But at the same time, with some of these things that I think can really affect this, it's kind of too big to fail with, is it going to matter that much? And that too big may to affect, fail, but it might be too big well, to, it might not be, it can go extinct well, too. And, and what you're saying is to me, it's like, well, it might not necessarily affect, millions of people are going to watch Ohio State all the time. Right. 
There may not be as big as a crowd watching Indiana take on UCLA or some of these lower level or the, the you know, the Mid-American Conference or the MAC or whatever these conferences, the Mountain West mm-hmm. and things like that. And and who knows? It, it's a long shot. UNLV may capitalize off all this madness and get into the Pac-12, which is seems to be kind of a, a long shot because there's other teams in the conference. But it is Vegas and we've become a major sports town. But I do wonder over time how that's going to affect it. And I do think that there are some that even with the Big Ten before all this that's happened, you know, they and they expanded and it's the bigger ten to me now is that they they realize the importance of we we need these Ohio States versus Michigan. But it's if this it is going to become happens once per year. Yeah, and, and it needs but it needs to happen. Like right. to me it needs to happen. But once we if we're if we're headed towards a twenty team SEC a 20-team Big Ten. Mm-hmm. That is the dynamics of the sport have completely shifted mm-hmm. when it comes to that. And it's just interesting to see it play out. Yeah, it just it makes a lot of sense in what's happening and the decisions that are being made, but the results are very puzzling and, and it's very it's a very unsure territory. And it just it, it freaks me out a little bit. It really does. Cause there's just we're on a lot of different paths of unsustainability in our society right now, and so it's just playing out in uh, particularly the college athletic landscape. Dominic, you were deep into the NHL draft last time. We're not going to do the fashion parts, but we're going to get into exactly where everybody is headed. Goalies have been traded, lines have been drawn, and yes, there is drama up in Minnesota. We'll be back. Love for the bet. I know you want, you want, you want, rock and roll. This year's remix got some phonics. So I got hot, I got, Damn. I got rockin' electronic beats. I got your pop music with the future flow. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet. Dominic, you'll never have the privilege of the DJ earworm drop. Like, it was just a very specific time in the late aughts, early teens. The remixes are unmatched to this day. I remember listening to these pregame. They're just <laughs> bangers. The Dumb. best. You, you'll be okay with Little Baby, though, right? Yeah. That, with, that's little what's Baby? In, that's what's in, your, uh, what's in your aux right now. What's on uh, rotation? Right now, it's that new Brent Fayez album. Who? Okay, I feel you. Little R&B? Like a very Who? toxic R&B singer. Burn Fias? Brent Fias. Brent Fias. Oh, it's a Burn Fias. <laughs> Who? Very, Let it burn. Like you said, very toxic. Um, you know who's not toxic, though? Who? Is the gentleman who we've been giving tickets out to his show for oh, next Friday. that's right. Who is that guy What's again? What's his name? Oh, wait a second. I think his name is... Sal Volcano. Oh, yes. Right. From the Impractical Jokers. Our final pair of tickets. I never thought we'd get here, Lindsay. No. But we've got two more tickets to give out. We'll do that at 415 Get you inside the theater at the Virgin Hotel in Las Vegas. Very excited. Very excited. Why did you not think we would get here? Is it because uh, we you thought we were probably going to be like, oh, at this point of the week after no, the week I, started? No, I thought, I thought Sal was going to come in here and Sal. be like, my name is Sal Volcano. How See? dare you? Not Volcano. Yeah, Volcano. exactly. Here, well, Radio 101 or just Life 101 for you, Dominic. When you struggle with something, when you make a mistake, you just make a bit out of it. And then you fix it and it's even better. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Well, we'll be the judge if he joins us next week. We'll see. Yeah, we shall see. We're putting a lot of feelers out there for for some very special guests. But in terms of the guests or the former guests or the former tenants of a lot of different houses and a lot of different NHL markets, there's been a lot of movement over the last 24 hours 
surrounding the NHL draft. Obviously, the biggest story, I think, uh, coming out of Montreal, not only was that two Slovaks were, were taken, highest ever selected. The last time anybody was taken uh, that high was Marion Gabrick at third at the Minnesota Wild in 2000-2001. Uh, um, but Shane Wright, who was the consummate kind of consensus number one overall prospect, drops all the way to number four. The magic number four slot, that's where you draft Kale McCarr. So maybe this is a great thing for the Seattle Kraken, but were you surprised by by that effect? Um, I wasn't too surprised because I did hear reports leading up to the draft that he might fall. Yeah. And it was also kind of a part of me that was like, I don't think that many teams will like the way his attitude was heading into the draft. I'm not sure how his draft interviews were. I well, he's been there, anointed but... from a young age, and that's where it's like once you get that exceptional distinction yeah. and you get to play in the OHL, that's the exceptional distinction where you get to be younger than everybody else. That Connor McDavid gets that. Sidney Crosby gets that. Mm-hmm. John Tavares gets that. Very rarely do they have that, but I was reading up on – um, some of the reasoning this morning, and it seemed like he's a guy that does a lot of things really well, but he doesn't really stand out that much. And yeah. that's when you're going for those number one overall picks. You're going for a boom, right? Mm-hmm. You're going for something special. And so uh, really interesting to see how things have, have kind of fallen out in terms of the prospects. As I've been talking about all week, I don't know these 17 and 18-year-olds. Like, they're going to be here in a few years. I'm focused on the people that are here and are moving around uh, just to kind of start things where I, I started writing things down, Tony D'Angelo traded uh, by the Carolina Hurricanes to his hometown, Philadelphia Flyers. He was a restricted free agent. Maybe they didn't want to overpay for him. He's been at the top of their power play, obviously went through a, a rehabilitatory uh, season with the Carolina Hurricanes. And I'm kind of confused with what the Canes are doing because I don't know how they're going to replace him. But D'Angelo signs an extension worth two years, $5 million, and God knows what the locker room dynamic is going to be with him and Torts. Oh, yeah. Your favorite, Adrian Tortorella. Torty. <laughs> Torty. <laughs> when you think of vengeance and viciousness. Seriously, though. It's always John Tortorella. Yeah. Menace. But Tony D'Angelo, I mean, he's definitely an interesting one. Um, leaving he's a dynamic like, player. Very dynamic on and off the ice mm-hmm. for good or bad reasons, but... Um, I definitely think Philadelphia is kind of trying to like reload after this horrendous season, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Um, just try and like pick up the pieces and be like, well, we got another eighty-two to have a and go Chuck at. Chuck Fletcher, we trust. Yeah. You don't want to trust him. He's not really. <laughs> he doesn't really know what's going on there. But it's he is going to offer them a a different element on the defensive line. And like I said. He, he is a very dynamic player. He can move the puck. He can captain that that power play, and he can get pucks to the net. And, you know, we know that there's a certain personality to the Philadelphia uh, Commonwealth. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of them. I'm not a huge fan of their jerseys. I hate their jerseys, actually. But uh, an interesting move for them, probably one of their more, more positive moves as, as they've been selling off pieces and really giving some guys bad deals. They need to have somebody at least in front of uh, Kata Hot, worth, worth a damn. Duncan Keith, rumored to be retiring, doing the Edmonton Oilers a huge solid and actually further damning the Chicago Blackhawks because if he retires, there's going to be heavy cap recapture penalties. So they're going to end up, I think, with $5 million-ish of dead money of his contract because there's some – I think this is loops back to the Minnesota Wild, Zach Parisi and and uh, Ryan Suter deals. And then who's the guy who signed in New Jersey Devils where where they literally made like the most illegal contract ever? He's the Russian guy. Oh, Starts at Kovalchuk, yeah, Ilya Kovalchuk, Kovalchuk, where you could backload the deal 
And so people were basically circumnavigating the cap and stuff. And so with him retiring early, they didn't say anything to that effect at the draft, but they, more because they want to do a formal announce because he is a Hall of Famer defenseman. 100%. Not exactly a guy I would classify as a great leader, even though he had a letter on his jersey during most of his tenure at the Chicago Blackhawks, and we know what went down there during their most successful years. But the Oilers also traded Zach Cassian down to the Arizona Coyotes yesterday along with some picks and another salary cap uh, freeing move. And so they want to re-sign Evander Kane because where else is he going to go? Clearly mm-hmm. they've had a, a really successful postseason with him. Like that's an unbelievable line between Dreisaitl and McDavid if they're going to front load that. And I still think if they're not going after Darcy, Darcy Kemper is going to be able to pl- get so paid between the Oilers, the Maple Leafs, and now the Washington Capitals. Basically, I'll please play for us. Please pay, play for us. We need a goalie so bad. Is Darcy like the Kirk Cousins of hockey? Because like he That's struggled. Like you know what? He struggled in the playoffs, and now you're telling me that he's Can you like give yourself a ding or something. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, like birthday boy. <laughs> oh, Look at you. Man. Just give it. Just just give you. I don't know what's a positive. Let's but, like there you go. You know what? That's an actually very good comparison because Darcy Kemper is more than serviceable. He's very talented. He's actually probably the most talented homegrown Minnesota goalie that they ever had, and they let him go. And Stanley Cup winner, champion currently. But first of all, he has injury problems. And second of all, he can work himself into into bad spots. Like, he's not necessarily the guy I would bet the farm on, but he's got the, the most to offer in a very thin market right now. And so a Kirk Cousins comparison is very spot on. And also you would say, like, in this era of hockey and what's happening – if you're having off days, it's more "quote unquote" acceptable, just because of the scoring. So sometimes it's going to happen. Regardless. I don't wouldn't necessarily say that. It just depends on what situation you're being brought into and what's being expected of you. Because if you're the bell cow and it's not a tandem situation like what Minnesota's trying to create between Cam Talbot and Mark Andre Fleury, like you can't have those big time failures because you're supposed to be the guy. Mm-hmm. And if you're the guy, we're paying you to be the guy. And therefore, we're not putting that money in the guy who's behind you, really. Yeah. And that's why when the Florida Panthers drafted Spencer Knight a few years ago after signing Sergey Bobrovsky to that massive deal, I'm like, why do you need him? You don't need him. The Wild passed up on him. I will never forgive him. We got Matt Boldy, which is fine. But, like, I will never forgive them for that because he could be a generational talent. But he's on that rookie deal. He's homegrown talent. And that's how you really become successful in this league is having a good goalie that's homegrown because then you don't have to go out and overpay. Because I don't want to overpay for anybody. I don't really want to pay for Darcy Kemper, but I got to get somebody if I'm Edmonton. And I still think if you got enough draft space or enough, enough cap space, you make some calls to Florida. It's 10 mil, but it might be the right call. It's proven over, like, to me, this is a perfect scenario. I hope whoever Darcy Kemper's agent is is a shark. Oh. And take advantage of the desperation. I hope that he's doing uh, doing <laughs> like, it for the right reasons, too. Um, more goalie news. Peter Morazic traded to Chicago from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Awful contract that they signed him to. I like Morazic. Like, I just think he, he gets way too outside of his crease. Like, he gets above the circles to play the puck, which kind of drives some of us nuts. But in terms of his athletic ability, he can make some really highlight real saves, acrobatic. But somebody's got to play goalie in Chicago. Mm-hmm. That team is going to be so bad for the next four years. Yeah. They've traded everybody. They traded DeBrincat yesterday. They traded Kirby Doc, um, which is basically all of their talent that was it, between the ages of like 21 to 24. So not only are they saying, 
oh, Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane, you're going to have a crappy last year of these matching contracts. But for these next few years, it's going to be really, really bad. It's it's kind of sad looking at Chicago. I mean, it's kind of sad about it. I mean, all the stuff and them beating my Bruins in 2013 that mm-hmm. like kind of takes my sympathies away. But just kind of looking at like the team from a historical standpoint, I mean, the the mighty have officially fallen. I, I don't think there's any way around. Yeah. It. I mean, there's no retool after we t- trade Dustin Bufflin away, right? Yeah, there, no. there's nothing like that. I mean, Keith is gone. Brent Seabrook is long gone. Mm-hmm. Um, Taines is not the same. Patrick Kane is kind of floating around and. None of that original core is really there. No, and they and, might be trade deadline floaters next year if they yeah. want to actually compete because I wouldn't want to play on that team and how bad they're going to be. Those are two proud individuals, especially Patrick Kane with how much cap space is probably available with his hometown Buffalo Sabres. It's always kind of been rumored where he would maybe finish his career. He'll go down as the greatest American-born player. 100%. 100%. And, I mean, last year for Huge Chicago. Huge hole but 100%. Yeah, last year for Chicago, that was, like, their last hurrah, too, in a way. Like, they went. Last year was their last I, hurrah? That's, that's how I saw, they like, them Crow loading walk. up. They let Crow you walk. You can't let Crow walk. No. But, you can't. And then he goes and retire. He goes to camp for a week with the Devils, and he's like, I'm done. Yeah, but, Not I mean. Wild. New Jersey with, does it to you. Yeah, seriously. Well, though. that's Minnesota <laughs> wild. Anyway. Yeah, and speaking of the New Jersey Devils, Vitek Vanacek was traded uh, up there from the Washington Capitals. I was already kind of thinking they need to go add a net miner even if he was on that roster because neither of them uh, really provided much of a starting goalie mentality. But the Devils, I don't think, have as much confidence in Mackenzie Blackwood as they had a year ago. And I think maybe a lot has to do with his um, his unwillingness to get vaccinated for a while too in addition to not playing super well. And that team needs to take a big step this year. Mm-hmm. They've been bad for about four or five seasons. They have Jack Hughes. They have Nico Hershier. They have a lot of talent in that pipeline. I mean, you could probably say, well, the PK Subban deal's killing him. Well, he's a pretty good defenseman sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. When he's maybe, not, not, like... maybe not anymore. <laughs> but uh, that's an interesting move. And like I said, really puts uh, the Washington Capitals in a position to maybe chase a big free agent goalie. If it's not Darcy Kemper, it's probably Jack Campbell or Evgeny Malkin. You think Malkin to Washington, right? Is I don't know. It, really? Oh, I I think he wants to go. He wants to be part of the OV tour. That's what they're. That, they're not competing for a cup, people. Yeah. They're they're setting him up to to get Gretzky's record. Yeah, and I mean also the whole OV Malkin beef is kind of uh, subsided from a decade ago too. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, it, bygones it, be bygones. Yeah, yeah. He, I think he chases the dollar amount, and they say that Latang's deal should be able to help them fit him under the salary cap but then again I'm like do you want to invest in all these guys that are you know above 35 I mean it's a great number but maybe not in the age in the NHL just no. saying uh who else we got who else we got who so to Detroit another big time goalie move the backup goalie for the uh St. Louis Blues or it wasn't really a backup goalie because Jordan Bennington didn't have a great year he gets a full-blown shot to be a starting net minder he'll probably battle with Alexander is it Alex Navelkovich? Yeah. yeah I like him too he's a little bit of an athlete yeah. Um, but Detroit, I still think, is a couple years away. But Ottawa's coming. Mm-hmm. Ottawa's coming, guys. I've been saying this for the last couple of years. I'm like, they're making some right moves. Like, for once, they're starting to get get their ducks in a row and everything back together. But eventually, and I, I trust in the Tuchuk captaincy as well. And then they have the, um, who's the really good kid that that's playing with them? With the uh, Stutzel, Tim yeah, Stutzel. Tim Stutzel. Really interesting talent up there. Anybody else that piques your fancy? Um, on the free agent list or in Ottawa? Great question. Anybody? Anybody. Any team? Um, I would honestly say I'll stick with Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Um, Shabbat, Thomas Shabbat, whenever he comes back from his injury, he's always been kind of like one of those defensemen that kind of 
excites me to watch mm-hmm. and he's definitely one of like the pinnacle parts of that core yeah um, and they're all coming up together too yeah everyone's Everybody's all young it. so yep. they're definitely going to be good within the next handful of years um i don't know Murray, though. yeah i don't know if matt murray's their goaltender of the future i mean yeah. he's had his fair share of concussions and personal issues it mm-hmm. happens but they definitely need to get a goaltender eventually yeah they need someone to kind of nail down the blue paint for a while but They'll other than that they're almost one. there yeah, plenty of interesting updates. And as I mentioned, free agency next Wednesday. We'll continue to talk about this, you know, after the weekend, but a good uh, summary so far. Summer camp vibes and the activities we used to do. Up next, 1140 Bet. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Adrian Hernandez and Lindsey Brown. The Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet. Adrian, don't you just miss those days when, like, summer seemed like it lasted six months? You got me in my feelings, especially on my birthday. Oh, my goodness. Happy birthday to you. Thank you so much. And, yes, I miss those days, although the only sunlight I was seeing back in those days was from a a TV screen because I was... You were I was a basement inside. dweller, huh? I was in the lab, as the kids like I to was say. In the lab. I was trying to be the best Halo player in the world. That's all you did in the summer, uh, mainly. Yeah, you got to remember uh, having the the two parent household uh-huh. going back and forth. My mom moved a lot, mm-hmm. so you find a couple homies at the basketball court, as yeah. we've talked about with, Facts, the, with the thing. But with the ball. but a lot of ball? it, a lot of Halo, a lot of grenades and and sniper headshots. You know what I'm saying? Poning noobs. So All summer. What time did you roll out of bed? Sometimes I'd wake up at like, uh, l- let me be honest with myself, uh, noon. Yeah, well, or eleven. You're probably up late. Uh, yeah, That's noon the or prime eleven. Playing time. Either that wake up, watch first take, the infancy of first take becoming what it was yeah. when they used to be on cold pizza. It was the cold pizza show yep. with Jay Crawford, and there was a segment that was called first take with like Woody Page and Skip Bayless, mm-hmm. and then it became this that what it is now. Dominic, like four years ago, you were, you know, not driving and <laughs> had time on your hands. What what did you spend your summers doing? Uh, it was honestly like a lot of the same, but I was kind of a lunatic. I would like play Xbox all day, obviously, 
but I would Vibes. have no AC on and like my windows open. So like the and terrible. You're good. You grew up here. Yeah. And so I was just kind of like chill and like it when was... people when people would say I was sweating on like Call of Duty or like NHL because I was completely gross in EASHL. Like I was like a 60 goal scorer Sick. every like 10 games. It felt like um, another thing to add to the nameplate. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, um, the I was literally sweating. Chill. The, the opposite, opposite of chill. chill. No AC. Yeah. The windows open. He was on the grind. He was. The, he wasn't uh, in the lab. He was on the grind. Oh, yeah. So like what a time? Pro. How old were you guys when you stopped going outside? I would probably say like maybe fifteen. Fifteen. Four, yeah. Fourteen. Fourteen to seventeen. So like, what did you do before you got into the video game stuff? Well, okay. Let me let me be honest with you. This is how it worked. We'd play. I'd play basketball until the lights went out. There it and is. And then we went, and then the then gaming Then you went gaming. Came. Okay. You got to keep in mind, like, I was trying to, I was traveling the country going to these tournaments. Yeah. I was very blessed. That was my hey, summer you. camp, going to these MLG tournaments, which was amazing. I, I would, I wish every kid could experience it. It's the best. It's ridiculous. You're like, I'm on a plane to go play a video game. Yeah. To try to make some money. Sometimes people pay for that plane ticket, so I'm not even paying for it. This is amazing. Yeah. The culture just isn't the same on the gal pal side with the with the let's let's hole up and watch video games. I mean, technically, I, I did that a lot with my cousins. Like I did that when I would go over and stay at their house. But I, I was really lucky because um, my mom was a single mom, but I lived with my, my grandma lived with us until um, my mom got married around 13, 14. And so my grandma would like work nights. So my mom would work days. But I would get to go to a bunch of different camps. Like I went to vacation Bible school every year. I went to church camp at Camp Wapagosset. The best thing ever. It's where most of my best summer camp memories are. And that's where a lot of my best friends who also played hockey with me went as well. But like the time before training became camp, those teen years, you guys were training in the video game lab. That's when like I hockey training, you go to you go skate every day, you have your dry land, you go weightlifting. Like I never forget my freshman year of high school and I had to start doing weightlifting with a football team. And then they were like, we're going to work on your running stride. Damn, and they, about five nuts. minutes in, they're like, we're not going to fix this, are we? I'm like, nope, it is what it is. But when I was younger, I'd go to like horse camp, Girl Scout what? camp. We go camp, like actual camping. I learned how to like start a fire. I can survive, do all that stuff. Farm in the city camp at the University of Minnesota. You know those Honeycrisp apples? We literally made those in the lab. But they have actual like agricultural camps you can go to so i like these cows that i would go take care of Moo. children's theater camp got to be in a play a couple times do we remember some of the plays oh i, I posted a picture on my instagram of one of the of one of the plays that i was in because what's it, your instagram it was aladdin at lens brown 35 lens with a z okay i need to check this yeah. out yeah um math and science camp for girls that one wasn't my most engaging time but we had <laughs> i remember we made like mazes one year and then another year was about like women and in, in academics and stuff so i was like that's probably where a lot of my my feminism or at least like inclination towards that comes from that violin camp never practiced didn't get to go to camp snoopy as the reward oh Lindsay, i'm so i'm very jealous of you right now really I, I, understandable i'm I, starting to realize me going to the rec center all the pamphlets where you, you where you yeah. show your id to scan it yeah like all those pamphlets for all the camps like you got to go to all those yeah street hockey camp had to get that home, taken lit. home because it was too hot that i had a asthma for a second and then camp became training and then you know, 14, 15, you start getting up at 7 a.m., you go to weightlifting, then you stop and get donuts, then we go to the rink. Donuts. Now we're fueled up, play hockey for a couple hours, maybe hit up a lake after the fact. I mean, the lakes help out a lot, too. Like, I remember playing 
chicken on jet skis with um, my friend Ashley. Not the chicken that you're thinking where like the two jet skis come at each other, but one where you're both on the same one and you're trying to knock off the other person who's hanging on for dear life. It was just the best. Or we like canoe through the um, sewers and stuff. That sounds oh. better than cow tipping. That's what we were doing. Yeah. My mom to. did that. That was I was the next generation. Like Degrassi. Damn, you made me feel... <laughs> Why do you know what that is? Don't yeah, I I know what it is because of Drake. That's yeah, it. Drake. Drake is a turn like Degrassi. Again, another thing that was like so important back in the day to so many people of like watching that on Teen Nick and stuff. It was just noggin God, vibes. Yeah, noggin. absolutely. Yeah, you go home after school, you watch Mari. I thought that's when I that's when I started like the brain started changing you're like wait this is a whole different world that you're not the father you just felt like you're watching something you're not supposed to no 100%. it's like a stepping stone to jerry springer and shout out to judge judy too we can't forget her mm-hmm. facts that she, woman she still left, still she, gets the bag man she left for a streaming service it's justice judy now are you for real yeah she left to some one i don't it's not pluto we TV. Get her to make some big time rulings i feel like she's got a better <laughs> grasp on our our general population and what's going on it's crazy you bring up all these camps because we're not sending you to camp but we are sending you to a summer activity of sorts oh coming up in a matter of minutes really 4 15 <gasps> we're gonna send you to go see sal volcano from the impractical jokers they should have an impractical Where's jokers that camp. show at though uh it's called the theater the theater at the virgin hotel here in las vegas so we'll send you to the strip uh the show's gonna be july 15th at 8 p.m our final pair of tickets is coming up at 4.15. Yeah, they should definitely have an Impractical Jokers camp. Yeah, oh, for sure. I was almost a theater kid this close. I tried out for The Grinch, but then I got stage right when they were, were doing the singing auditions. You got, mm. like, a cool play to do. No disrespect to Mr. Mushnick and the Little Shop of Horrors, but I couldn't play basketball. So, and Meredith, Meredith Petsky, she had my heart at the time, and she mm. was the lead. So I tried out. Because oh. I was like, well, if I can't play basketball. Right? Yeah. And then I got Mr. Mush. Yeah, I was scouting. You're scouting. Mr. Mushnick. <laughs> things, <laughs> things we did behind the theater during the play. Oh. Unforgettable experiences. That's why oh. I was in a lot of summer camps. Probably, to avoid, camp. avoid people exactly like you. We do not need to be <laughs> Don't hanging point out. Don't me like that. Absolutely. <laughs> you were telling me last week that you were suspended like 40 times. I used to go play baseball with my friends. And I'm like, half that stuff. I'm like, what? Kissing? What? Cooties! Was not on my radar. Not whatsoever. Probably still isn't because there's just too many damn sports and other things to keep me entertained. Chamber of Chaos on the way and that ticket giveaway as well. Love for the bet. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.